Hey everybody and welcome to Comics and More, your weekly podcast about comics, also other things. I'm Lex and I'm joined this week by... Chris. And Nola. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't been on in a while. Uh, We've been poor. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, but comics tend to be on the low priority list. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't even a little bit. That's what I was saying. It's alright, this week we sold a kidney. Not one of ours. No, God we found knows. one. No, you st- yeah, you yeah. stole it. It was good. Yeah. It was still good. We think it's good. But we sold it anyway. <laughs> we made some, some bucks on it. Uh, we're probably going to do a shorter show this week just because we don't have a lot of stuff to talk about. So I'm thinking it'll He says shorter. Like... I say longer. It's probably going to be shorter. Probably going to be shorter. But we're we going to go for longer. We meet in the middle at the 45-minute mark. And <laughs> it's just an awkward time for everyone. Right. Uh, Where Lex and I play rock, paper, scissors for a while. Oh, no. Um... <laughs> Not really so, great for a audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have, we don't have a. There isn't a huge amount of comic book news uh, that's been happening lately, but there have has been some cool new releases. Um, I mean, I guess in terms of news, uh, the big thing this week is uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's definitely happening. Sweet. It's. Uh, shooting they've booked the studios in the uk to shoot and they're going to be shooting next year i think in the spring and have they said anything about casting yet or is that just there's still all the rumors about i think the strongest rumor right now is um joaquin phoenix really i haven't Um, heard that one actually but because that's the one that like has come up multiple times that i've read about but uh, and then there's been other ones about like johnny depp was mentioned at one point. yeah i remember johnny depp from way back in the day um this guy named jack houston who's um on board boardwalk empire if anyone's ever watched that it has nothing to do with comic books i've why would heard you? of it i've heard good things it is good and he plays like a world war one vet he's actually like really really good in it hmm. um and it kind of gives me confidence that if they did want to cast him, even though he's a much lesser-known actor, I feel like he could handle right. that role because he right. seems to have some real acting chops. But then again, back in the day, when we when we cast Thor, we picked Chris Hemsworth, who was known for being George Kirk in the five minutes of Star Trek. <laughs> so it's not like he was a big name, but now he's Thor. Yeah. You know, we don't question that anymore. Although I don't think I'd ever accuse Thor or the Thor actor of being a particularly amazing actor. <laughs> well, there, I'll give you that. He's kind of, uh... But the guy looks like Thor. I mean, you gotta give him that. He's kind of like the lovable jock of the Marvel movie universe. Well, he for the record... too bright, but he's For the nice record, <laughs> Thor seems like the lovable jock of the, of the Avengers. Of, yeah, so... the comic universe, too. <laughs> it was smart casting, honestly. Exactly. Um, oh, you know, I heard... Uh, I read a thing on a blog about... Uh, upcoming Avengers story arcs I want to mention later in this podcast. Ooh, upcoming Avengers. It's the entire argument was ridiculous, and I'm just going to talk about it. But sweet. Uh, but yeah, so the Doctor Strange thing. Uh, so wait, they're going to be filming the Sorcerer Supreme movie in the UK. I smell a Harry Potter crossover. Is all <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Actually, Nolan and I have been talking about how much we would like Daniel Radcliffe to be to play Doctor Strange. But it would have to be in like twenty years, and so yeah. and he'd have to stand that can't and he'd have to stand on a box to do most of it. <laughs> the guy's like four ten, but they could. I don't know. They could make up some minor character. I mean, he couldn't be apparently because that would be racist. <laughs> apparently, I've I read this like a couple weeks ago that I all joking aside, I think he's actually been in talks with Marvel recently. Oh really? Do yeah. you know like what they're considering? There, there's or? not a lot of like 
context for the rumors. It's just like Dan Radcliffe has been speaking with Marvel representatives. Right. Who would he be? I don't know. I don't know. know. Someone short and adorable. So. But the question is, who do you? Th- who would oh, you picture picture he, him to be? You know. You know who, what they might be doing with him is uh, there have been some of the theories I've heard from regulars here. So there's like nothing credible about these. Right. Um, but the I've heard some theories that sound super interesting about them wanting to change up the Avengers team after the second Avengers movie. I've heard of that. Um, or even during the second Avengers movie because they would want to like, you know, have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch originally probably be fighting against the team, but then right. they join it. Um, and then probably bring in some other younger people. Yeah, they're, so, they're most likely phasing Robert Downey Jr. out yeah. sooner rather than later. Right, I mean, because... He's, only, he's still perfect and gorgeous and an amazing Iron Man. Like, I'm not ever going to throw that into question. But he's not a young man anymore. Yeah. But the other argument is he's not a cheap man either. Yeah, he's also a very, very expensive man. <laughs> and we come across an issue where this is the first time we've had a consecutive um, cinematic universe building for this long. We're now at the question of can these characters continue playing these characters for how long we want them to? Or do we need to start making questions here? See, I think that's a problem. And that that actually comes to the, the Civil War thing that I want to talk about in a minute. Uh but um ooh spoiler civil yeah. war um, but but no the uh so i think if radcliffe was going to be someone if they start introducing like young avengers characters mm-hmm. i could see him as i don't know wiccan wiccan yeah i could wiccan. see him as wiccan wiccan i feel like that would be the most horrible typecasting he it would, would so we love it either he would go into it wholeheartedly and like yeah i know magic let's do this and that'd be funny for everybody yeah or he would hate it and just not do it it'd be but really I'm... funny because the avengers movies tend to reference pop culture as we know it anyway yeah. so if they introduce daniel radcliffe as wiccan some smart ass on the team is going to be like all right harry potter let's go and then we'd all get this in and we'd all be like ah it's funny cuz he was harry potter <laughs> Because he was actually Harry Potter. And actually, Wiccan would be good because there's a lot of chops there because he's the con- one of the controversial characters of the Young Avengers being an openly gay character. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like Radcliffe would lean towards that. not really chops at this point. If you've seen Kill Your Darlings, you know Radcliffe has no problem with that. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking that Radcliffe would actually want to take on a role like that if that's what the, right. the writer and director like wanted to say with that character. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if it's not just be a superhero but be a superhero and let's let's say something let's attack a social issue while we're at it i think he would lean into it would ron be hulkling (laughs) (laughs) no way tom felton come on (laughs) trick that's an argument we don't want to get into right now my Uh, fiance believes wholeheartedly that ari and draco are are madly in love yes uh okay but yeah so uh that uh so there's this blog that somebody one of my friends who does a does a podcast um, about you have other friends who do podcasts. Yeah, I actually have several. Lex. Weird. I thought we were special. <laughs> Andy says liar from the back of the room. Yeah. Andy's here. He's just not choosing to participate. He doesn't love us. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they posted this article from a blog, and it like it was really reasonable until you consider actor schedules. But it was actors a, don't have schedules. Yeah, uh, they go it, into cryo sleep and then they, we wake them when we need them. They're winter soldiers, essentially. Yeah, right. it was it was about how rather than building to the Infinity Gauntlet storyline or the storyline that they would do right after that, 
the cinematic universe would do a Civil War storyline. And I was like, okay, I would actually really love to see a Civil mm-hmm. War storyline. Don't get me wrong, that'd be beautiful. But I, but they're definitely not building to that. Right. I mean, I guess you could make an argument that Winter Soldier kind of builds to that. A little bit. But none of the other movies are building to that. The problem uh, is we're working so hard to bring everybody together. It would take us a while to justify tearing them apart. Yeah. Um, so that's why. I, so that's why one of the things that they also talk about in there is uh, after they finish the Infinity Gauntlet plot mm-hmm. arc, the next Avengers movies after that would deal with Civil War. And I was like, wait a minute, Robert Downey Jr. is definitely not going to still be doing Marvel movies right. after Avengers three. And if he and does, Chris be... Evans probably isn't either. Actually, Chris Evans was uh, in uh, an interview with somebody. And they had, were looking into more recent comic news and how Sam Wilson's taking on the title of Captain America in the comics. And they said, well, we have now Bucky, who was Cap at one point, and Sam Wilson in the cinematic universe. When do you see yourself handing over the shield? And Chris Evans replied with, whoa, 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 don't take my job away from me. This is a good gig. And so Chris Evans, from what I hear, is having fun and wants to continue for a while. Yeah, I mean... But I, you're right, at some point he's going to leave. Yeah. And along I, with most of our major Avengers. And I know that, you know, he's got another Cap movie and he's got two more Avengers movies. And I just feel like after Avengers 3, he's probably not going to be saying right. that same thing. Because, right. you know, I mean, it just... It's not like at that point he won't have done a bunch of Marvel Universe movies. And right. Probably enough for most fans. Right. Um, I mean, I think... We're gonna stop. We're definitely gonna start. Stop. We're gonna stop seeing these characters as leading roles. I mean, whether or not we stop seeing Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark at all. Yeah, if they bring him in for cameos or something, right. that would be really cool. Like, and there's a good gonna way be a to point continuity, right? right? There's gonna be a point where like the new Avengers team is gonna come and be like, we need a consultant, and Tony Stark's gonna sit down and be like, this is what we gotta do. Yeah, and we're gonna be like, yeah, it's Tony Stark. Let's because he's on. the consultant, right? Uh. <laughs> But that would be clever, that would be fun, but I don't expect to see a, fe- a feature length with Iron Man again. Not yeah, to mention that at the end of the last Iron Man movie, they didn't say Iron Man will return, they said Tony Stark will return. Right. And I know we've seen Hulkbuster armor, and we've seen Iron Man stuff since right. then, but I think the point they were trying to make by saying Tony Stark will return and not Iron Man will return is they're going to kind of ease back on the Iron Man front and right. let him be Tony Stark before they And a lot of critiques people have been having bit. with the cinematic universe is that it's the Iron Man story. It's that it started with Iron Man, Avengers was very Iron Man uh, leaning, uh, leaned towards Iron Man, and then we he was the first one to get a trilogy, as opposed to everybody else's on their sequels still. Yeah. Like, I think Disney wants to pull back on Iron Man and see if this thing can stand up without him. Yeah, and it makes sense because, like, yeah, his movies do really well and we like them, but there's only so far you can push it. Right, especially Iron Man 2 is the same plot as Iron Man 1. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot more comic references, but other than that, there's no character evolution. Yeah. So. So, yeah, and and I, the other thing I really want to see, like, so I'm really glad we're seeing a Doctor Strange movie. Mm -hmm. I really just want to see a good Hulk movie. Me too. And they kind of need to make another Hulk movie. From what I hear regarding Avengers 2 is that Avengers 2, like the two people who are doing the most work, are Mark Ruffalo and um, Jeremy Renner, who are the only two people who were not represented in Phase 2. Ah. And so they're like, you guys didn't get movies, but here you go. You're going to have lots of fun in this one. Okay. So that makes me happy because I'd like to see them fleshed out as characters. 
But, like, everybody keeps talking about Planet Hulk should be the next movie. Should be the next Hulk movie. And They have so much build-up they'd have yeah, to do you before right. you get to Planet Everybody's Hulk. like, oh, Planet Hulk. I'm like, no, Planet Hulk, we have to build up to a point where we can feel both frustrated with Hulk and sympathetic with Bruce enough to send him away to a planet and then feel bad about doing it. Yeah, and did, you know, it was the Illuminati who sent him away, right? right. Yes, so we, we have also to... have to establish them. Well, and we I don't mean, even they have... also kind of go around some things in the movies as it is. They kind of change... Right, Continuity. you could easily say the other Avengers send him away. Yeah, it could have easily been the the Avengers' decision to send yeah. him away or something right. like but that. But it's still but... way too early to be doing this. Yeah. But they're saying if they do Planet Hulk, it would be a built-in way to connect um, Avengers to Guardians. Because you would literally be oh, sending Hulk true. into space. Yeah, I could see that. Um... But of any characters to be an embassy to, to, to the Avengers, we're going to make Hulk that embassy? I mean, Iron Man can build a suit and shoot himself out into space. And actually talk people down to Earth. I think Hulk is a good argument as to why not to go to Earth. That's just me. Yeah, Chris Pratt will be like, man, I'm glad I left that place. I don't <laughs> want to go back there now. Wait, wait, wait. What's happening? Uh, this is what scientists look like down there? I am kind of curious to see how they're going to have the Guardians tie into the rest of the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Because they, I assume they will strongly tie into it. Right. But other than Thanos... I'm concerned that it's going to feel very shoehorned, is my big issue. It's going to feel like these guys financially did well, so we're going to stuff them into what else did well. And it's like all the of Deadpool us, covers all over again. Right. All of us fans are going to be like, okay, but why? Your reason's not really just. I think Andy needs that box. Oh, okay. He's just standing there. Fair enough. Andy, do you want to say anything? Well, I was just resisting the urge to talk about, you know, Chrissy's mom, because he was talking about how people get paid to stuff things in there. And I was, I was trying to behave, but it's going to make me not behave. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll break my silence. <laughs> oh, I should talk about this before before Andy leaves. This brings cause... up an idea in Lex's yeah. head, which is concerning for me and yeah. my mother. Uh, but because we it were wasn't gonna... very concerning for her, it should be very concerning for you. <laughs> we were going to talk about this thing on the last episode, but I totally forgot. Uh, Japanese Batman. So you guys haven't heard about. We this. have not heard no. about Japanese Batman. This is this is a guy who lives in Japan, who's a mechanic, who spent lots of money and time building a motorcycle that looks like Batman's motorcycle in the... Does it in, have the flippy wheel? Well, it doesn't do the flippy wheel because yeah. it's not possible. But <laughs> Oh, I think uh, I might have seen a picture of this guy. Yeah, and he wears the Batman outfit. It looks just like the movie costume, and he just drives around Japan and, like, waves to people and stuff, and everybody cheers, and they all love him. And, like, the... Uh, Japan, and they're all insane. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> Island nation of crazy. <laughs> they, uh, they did an interview with him, and they asked him why he did it. And he was like, well, you know, a couple years back, there was, like, the power plant stuff, and everyone was really unhappy, so I decided to do this just to cheer people up. And everyone's like, thanks, Japanese Batman. <laughs> and then DC sued him. <laughs> no, well, DC, I don't know if DC said anything about it. I know that uh, the Japanese police at one point were like, you're, you're not doing vigilante justice, right? Because that would be illegal. And he's like, no, I'm just I'm just waving to people. And they were like, all right, good job. Carry on. <laughs> Do your thing. I want him to start now. No, I, no, I haven't been doing vigilante justice. Why? Who? Who? Who is telling you? I like that. His... Thanks for the idea, though. <laughs> his entire... I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be that would make so much sense. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> 
just didn't think of it. Uh, I, that, that's what he does. That makes sense. I love that his entire purpose is just to cheer people up. That's the whole motivation for well, that, why he's doing this. Well, that's what Batman's this. purpose is. Yeah, he's supposed to bring a smile cheers, to the face of every Gotham. child in Gotham City. Right. Batman is a Wait, that's happy that's the Joker, right. only in a very dark place. <laughs> that's what we need in real life. A, a Joker? Jo- we need a Joker. Maybe we should make an American Joker to fight Japanese oh. Batman. Dibs on Andy. Not it. Does that mean you are or not? I said not it with the finger on the nose. I said dibs on Andy with the finger on the nose. You got the time. finger up the too late, though. Damn. It's <laughs> fine, guys. I'll be the Joker. It's fine. Are you okay. ready to fight an Asian Batman? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm going to drive you to the brink of insanity. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting there. <laughs> Andy, are you going to be on some more of this podcast? Because you should stand over there if you are. No. Okay. <laughs> he like is. You. I don't he, like you guys enough. He is going to be here for the rest of the time. He's just going to stand there, though. Okay. Good. Silent. I just want to awkwardly great. stand there, Crispy. All of your standing near me is awkward. It's there true. was. Uh... <laughs> it's all right. Anyway. Next week, if you're good, I'll put pants on. Sweet. I've been waiting four years for this. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could have thumbnails for each episode, and it would just be me taking a picture of you standing next to Chris. It's just my face and, and, his and he's just yeah, he's just not wearing pants. Got the polka dotted boxers on. That'd be great. It's no, weird because every... check out the ass cheeks. A picture of both your moms. Oh man, <laughs> it's just so awkward because every time I come in here, Andy has to stop what he's doing and take his pants off. Oh, it's true, but, you know. There could be ten customers. There could be like twenty there, there kids have been in children here. in here. Yeah, and he's he's still got to do it because it's part of the job. Part of the job. <laughs> that's that's how you know. That's that's the beauty of a small business owner. They right. really cater to your needs. <laughs> <laughs> Not my wants, my needs. Your needs. Because <laughs> I want him to put his pants on. <laughs> but apparently, I need him to take them off. <laughs> so. uh Oh, so I just, I was reading this thing on uh, on Bleeding Cool about uh, the Copperhead comic book. Apparently, really it is really good. Apparently, it's so good that the retail orders for cop for the next Copperhead issue are slightly more than the retail orders for the first issue of Batgirl, the new Batgirl Ooh. series. And I was like, Dang. what really? issue is Copperhead on? Uh, I think that will be the second issue. That I could be, be wrong. There, one came out either last week or week before. So yeah, hmm. we only had one issue so far. Well. And it, so it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a western in space, you know, a la you know, original Star Trek, Firefly, etc. Galaxy Rangers, Space Rangers, Space Cops, always fun. Yeah, always Space fun. Precinct. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not like that. <laughs> I want a Space Cops. No, nothing like Silverhawks. Oh, Silverhawks! <laughs> Worst cartoon ever. Man, that's right, Joe. It sucks. It sucks. Wasn't there a guy in a cowboy hat as part of their team? Yes, he was the he was the leader. Oh god, he was a space cowboy. Space cowboy. No, 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 he was a sheriff. All right, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, a ranger. Yeah, sorry, a ranger. So I guess it is like Copperhead then. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, Copperhead's a, a sheriff. He was a ranger. Okay. He was a Texas ranger in space. Ah. Oh, now I. Oh, got actually, to... no. That wasn't Silverhawks. That was another crappy uh, '80s cartoon. Oh. Sucked even more than Silverhawks. We shouldn't oh, yeah. be referencing this many things. <laughs> this but is the a point very is, niche Copperhead's market. good. Those all suck. <laughs> yeah, Copperhead is really good. It's like American Vampire. You know, it's another crappy vampire book, but it doesn't suck and it's good. That's why you should read it. Yeah. So Copperhead's like another crappy western in space, but it's good, so you should read it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. That's is somebody, how good it is. I'll equate it to American Vampire. Is somebody famous writing it, or do do Jay I... Farber, who's not, you know. He's done other books, but he's not like, you know, oh, he's the guy that did the thing that everyone loves. You the know? guy that did the thing He's just with the, the guy voice. that's been quietly working for, you know, 
a decade or so, and <laughs> no one cares until now. Yay! Yay! So, somebody got famous. So no, no, he's gonna be known as the you know the Copperhead guy. Right. Uh, it's like Kirk, I have already Kirkman forgotten was, his name. Was the Battle Pope guy for a decade, <laughs> you know? Oh, I wanted to read Battle Pope for so many years. So good. It's his best work. It is really good. You know, yeah, Walking Dead made him literally millions upon millions of dollars. Battle Pope even better. Battle. It's called Battle Pope. And it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> the pulp the Pope fights demons. Um That's and excellent. his roommate is Jesus Christ. Who's a hippie? Who's a yeah. lazy, lazy, lazy hippie. It's so funny. Uh, uh did uh have you have any of you guys read uh Outcast? I don't know if Andy boring. checked it out. I think it is really slow, but it's like a cool premise. I kinda wanna see where it goes. I'd pick it up in trade, I wouldn't buy the single issues. Because the single issue is like nothing happens from issue to issue. It's oh, so awesome. it's original sin. So oh, a little bit like yeah. original, sin. original sin was not good. But at least no, see, original sin wasn't bad. But yeah. yes, it definitely was not good. <laughs> I mean, I read the first there were parts issue, of it that were awesome. I read the first issue of original sin and the last issue of original sin, and I pretty much got the whole story. <laughs> I read, I read every issue of original sin, and I don't think I got the whole story. But did you read original sins? No. Well, then you're clearly missing out. <laughs> clearly. It was one of those really cool premises that if they spent another hour talking about it instead of coming out with more crossovers, it oh. could have been awesome. And I was reading Avengers and, and New Avengers. Avengers crossed over with it, I guess, because the Avengers story had nothing to do with Original Sin, but it had the title on every issue. And I don't understand why. That's just called advertising. I was about to say, like, they, they were just using ad space there, my or, friend. Or maybe, or maybe... Uh, no time I just didn't bored me so much, I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Bye, Andy. Bye, Bye. Andy. Bye. So anyway, He's let's talk about Andy back. now. Let's talk shit. It's never... Uh, <laughs> This is the last time you've ever heard, you'll ever hear from Andy. He's He's, we're actually going to club him in the parking lot right now. Uh, I've got things I need to do. Hold on. You know, if he gets clubbed in the parking lot now, there's audio of you saying that you're right. about there's to. Right, there's audio of me gaining my premonition superpowers. It's okay, because no one listens to this podcast. That's true. <laughs> See, if, if Andy died in the parking lot after I said he's going to get clubbed in the parking lot... No. I wouldn't be upset. You you said you were going to club him in the parking lot. That's the thing. That is incriminating <laughs> evidence. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one of my coworkers asked me, like, I said, like, oh, you're going to die in a car accident. He goes, what if I died in a car accident? I'd be like, then your death told the world that I have superpowers, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. I'm okay with spending your life to gain superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Um, so There are harder origin stories, okay? <laughs> oh, so one That's how Batman got superpowers. <laughs> His parents died. Parents died, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one of the one of the other things about uh, Copperhead that it makes I'm so glad that like it's I'm gonna look at it while you're talking. It's getting a lot more ordered. It's being ordered a lot more, so that means it's growing in popularity. But uh, uh, this is sort of a the different the things. It's an image book, and the thing about image books is they it either really does not look like what I was expecting it to look like. No, but it's really good. So the thing about the thing about image books is they either get super speculated. Or they grow in popularity normally, or they're just like okay books that don't really have particularly anything great happen to them. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so like Saga is one of those books that it started and it was really good and it grew in popularity and now it has a huge following and like it's the older issues are worth a lot of money even though it's like twenty issues. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and uh, I have the first two books in trade and I'm getting everything else in single issues. I want them all in single issues, but I do you not. Can't, have, you can't I can't do them. it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, Outcast is the opposite of that, where it's um, 
This book's gonna be so good. Yeah, Kirkman's writing another book. So then it was like the first issue, like the day it came out, was fifty dollars on eBay, and then the next week it was like ten dollars on eBay, and then the next week it was cover price. Um, so it's, but it seems like Copperhead is growing the way a good book should grow, where it's getting fans based on the merits of the writing and the right. book as opposed to the hype about the book. Right, it's growing naturally and. Honestly, I'd say. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it ends up becoming, like, another great book for Image, because that would be awesome, because they deserve to have more great books. They or, really do. They deserve to be recognized more for the great yeah, books they have. Yeah, that was about to say. I'm yeah. like... Because they, they do have, have lots of great books. They have books. excellent books. Yeah. It's just everyone's like, when they think comic books, they think Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I'm hoping we're getting to a place where we can be like, oh, yeah, Marvel, DC, Image, you know, the... Right, and the heavy just, hitters. Yeah. The heavy hitters. <laughs> it's not just in small groups that understand that there's third companies out there. Uh, I mean, like, me and my brother talk about Image, Dark Horse. I mean, he's talking about IDW. Left and right, I, but... I, I wave around Rat Queen like I'm a Bible thumper on the sidewalks. I'm like, <laughs> read this, everyone! <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> that actually brings me to the last thing I want to talk about because we are nearing the half-hour mark, and we basically are out of topics. <laughs> uh, what, no, two uh, hours. We got this. We so can do what, this. what new books that are coming out now uh, have you been reading that you've been really into? And I think you had mentioned, when I first brought this up before the show, you had mentioned uh, New Avengers. Yeah, because that's not really a new book. But <clears throat> I mean, it's currently coming out. Yeah, it's currently going. Um, new Avengers is awesome, because it is blatantly the Illuminati, which I love that group of people. It's like, let's take all of the major influencing characters of Marvel, put them in a group, take away their morals, and just let them have at. And it is ridiculous. And it's um, Hickman, who's been working with Avengers, and since um, the New 52, or not the New 52, the Marvel Now started, it's all, he's just been like chugging away at one particular goal, and I cannot wait to see what the culmination of that goal is. Oh, yeah, there's a new thing that's on the covers of the Avengers, the new Avengers books now, which is, like, eight months. Yeah, I have no idea. I assume that just means... Eight months, time runs out. I assume that just means that Hickman is leaving the book in eight months, so he's doing something dramatic when he leaves. Well, I hope he gets to whatever he was writing towards, because he's been very, like, goal-oriented. That's what I'm the most worried about, about the Hickman Avengers books, because they've existed sort of apart from all the other Marvel Universe stuff, Except for Infinity, which was kind of an event specifically for those books. Right, but like even still, a lot of the events happening in those books didn't complete in Infinity. Like the new Avengers arc, which started before that, is still chugging away at that same story. Yeah. And uh, Infinity just happened in the middle of it all. So, I, so I'm really worried that because it doesn't seem to interact with the rest of the universe... If he doesn't finish up all of his plot arcs before he leaves, the next writer is not going to finish them for him. Right. They're just going to be like, let's ha- put this back in continuity. Um, right. And all of those threads are just going to be left hanging. And that would be a huge bummer because even though you, we don't, it, sometimes it's hard to understand what Hickman is working toward, it is interesting. And I'd oh, like yeah. to see what it is. Exactly. And I would like to see what, I would like to get the payoff for all this. I mean, I'm not sitting here being like, I would, I would be ruined if there was no payoff. But. I would love to see what all this good work is going to build up to in its third act. I just got excited because I was flipping through this book and Thor doesn't have a hammer and I forgot. Yeah. He also has a metal hand. What's going on with that? Uh, probably just some armor stuff or maybe he's actually Winter Soldier. Yeah. He could have lost a hand. Or maybe he's actually Cable. <gasps> Shit. Plot twist. 
That's why he's not worthy, because he's not Thor. That would be really clever if we just called that. <laughs> that's, that's actually, it's an imposter. That's why he's not worthy. Right, he's not worthy because he's not Thor. <laughs> Thor's uh, actually. I feel like that would cheapen Lady Thor. No, because she'd still be worthy. It's not like she's Thor. Or maybe the real Thor Thor got gender swapped. Maybe maybe Thor discovered a few things about him or herself. Thor is actually transgender. Just like Loki. That would be fit, but like not even non-binary. Like actually, like no, I'm a woman. That'd be fantastic. It would be out of nowhere. There'd be no context, but it'd be fantastic. It would be groundbreaking. It would blow so many people's minds. It would be fantastic. I'd be so happy. It would make us question all the times he just let himself grow a beard. And he was just like, I'm going to have a beard now. Excuse you. There's lots of ladies who have beards and like it, okay? It's true. It's true. (laughs) But anyway. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna. I wanted to talk about the uh, the Spider Verse stuff. The new design for Spider Gwen is awesome. It is. I really like it. The only, I really like it. the The only thing I don't like about it is that the eyes are kind of glowy, and that sort of looks weird to me. But the rest of it is really cool. I like the hood. Um, but uh, yeah, it's only on the wall. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't tell me that before I get up. <laughs> the uh yeah, all the Spider-Verse stuff has been really fun. The Superior Spider-Man issues, oh, so much fun. I still uh, need to get the trade for Superior. How many trades is that? Uh, quite a few. Cuz I want to read that run, but uh I think it's like 5 or 6. Ooh. Um Ooh. But I think they have Ooh. like big hardcover copies which at that point, you'd be saving money, even right. though they are big hardcover copies. I think there's like one or two of those that encompass everything. Would now, as as somebody who's read it, would you say it's worth the price of a hardcover? I think so. I think any of Dan Slott's stuff is totally worth it because he's just writes Spider-Man really well. Right. Uh, but but yeah, so the Spider-Verse stuff, we get to see Doc Ock again. I mean, it's not written by Dan Slott, but he's still. A ton of fun as right. the Superior Right, and I mean, Spider-Man. enough people get the character that they'll hit the ground running with them. Yeah, and then we have this, the Spider-Man Noir one-shot that they did for it was really fun, had v- really cool artwork that fit the, the vibe super well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't, like, you don't have to read it, but it still fits in and makes sense in there. Now, can you give me a rundown of what the Spider-Verse is? Like, what, is, what are they trying to get at? What's... Do you want me to give you, like, the premise of the... Yeah, of okay. the book. Of the, the, of the books type thing. Yeah. Uh, the premise is, and you can... I think it's either Edge of the Spider-Verse 1 or... No, it's the, the first of the Spider-Verse Superior Spider-Mans, which is Superior Spider-Man 32, which is the, the first of that sort of story mm-hmm. arc. Uh, the premise is that... Um, there is a crazy dude with like a lance trident thing and a mask and he's hopping around different dimensions right and, as you do yeah and, and he what he does is he goes to each different dimension and finds the spider-man equivalent in that dimension and kills him right uh and then it apparently takes his life force or something we don't know why exactly um but he's he's just killing all of them and superior spider-man uh figures it out and decides we're not gonna let this guy kill all the spider-man so he invents a device that allows him to hop through dimensions and he just goes and starts recruiting spider-man from different dimensions to be in a little army that's gonna fight this guy that's awesome uh and he finds um uh spider monkey <laughs> is well, on the team naturally amazingly uh spider-man noir um 
a few different variations on Spider Woman show up. Mm. Uh, Spider Man with six arms. So like oh, the idea awesome. that there's there was that story arc where Peter Parker grew the extra arms, and I guess in that reality he just never fixed that, so right. he's always he, had extra right. arms. Uh, Arguably, the secret identity thing becomes a non-issue when you have six yeah. arms. <laughs> I also don't know the the co- making the costume that just had it seems weird. I can just picture Peter Parker at school being like, "I'm not Spider Man. You have you have six elbows. No, I don't. <laughs> he just He's all got, the other arms are stuffed into his right. oversized T-shirt. He's just constantly hugging himself. <laughs> You're quite the pop belly there, Peter. <laughs> Apparently, um, I'm drinking too much beer. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's really cool. The Gwen Stacy one that came out this week. Oh, the design great. is gorgeous. I'm, I love it. And it's such a fun little issue. Um, I heard the issue is great. Yeah, again, it's not. They give a little list at the back of the um, uh, at the back of the the main Spider Verse titles that tell you like which ones you need to read in which order. That's the only thing about this event that I kind of don't like because the order goes like Superior Spider Man Thirty Two, Edge of the Spider Verse. Superior Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. This, so the like, I hate when events do that because right. it gets really confusing which issue you're supposed to read. Right, next and if you're you, pulling one, Night of, of the not. Owls was like that because it had like the timestamp in the corner of like right. every oh, issue, yeah. and you were like, oh god, all right. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> what one like happens at what time because it's all one night. Yeah, I remember buying all those issues for Nola and then like putting them in the right order and then screwing one up and having to move it around. To so be, be fair, like, though. If you haven't read Night of the Owls, which, I mean, if you're still reading DC, do. It's pretty good. Um, it didn't make any goddamn difference. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think I dropped them, and I was like, oh, man, and I picked them all back up and, like, read them in the wrong order, and it still didn't matter. It was fine. Right. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so, like, the, the Gwen Stacy book that is really good, you actually don't have to read for the main story arc. Um but it's still totally worth checking out because it's a lot right, of fun. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, that's cool. Did I you mean, guys have uh, anything else you wanted to discuss? I had two really quick things that, um, if they even need to be discussed, but um, one is um, Allison Bechtel. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Won the uh, MacArthur <laughs> Genius Grant. Yeah. Which is really exciting, and that's gay. Um, Yay, also, if you haven't, you should text Groot. He's real quick at replying. Right. <laughs> Always text Groot when given the option. He knows exactly what to say. It, it, it's true. Like, if you're having a rough day and you just need to hash it out with someone, Groot always listens. Thanks, Groot. Uh, but the, the number to text him is 866-740-4531. And... Wait, say uh, that again. It, it's uh, 866 866- Seven four zero four five three one. Nice. I wrote it down. <laughs> Gonna remember. But yeah, that that's uh those that's just what I wanted to mention to one very important thing and then also Allison Bachelor won the MacArthur Genius Grant. <laughs> Zing. Uh yeah. Oh no, for... she's super important, but group guys, come on. <laughs> no, it's seriously group. <laughs> for those who don't know, look up the, the Bachelor test. She's that's... yeah, she's she's a cartoonist that she's been in the business for years. Um, she came up with the Bechtel test, which is a, uh, feminist gauge of, not even if a movie is feminist friendly, but just basic, if they're treating women like people in the movie. Right, if they're characters or if they're just women teens. Um, but yeah, she, she's done a lot of really great work, a lot of really awesome social commentary, 
pretty much your entire cartoonist career has been focused on feminism and, you know, just bringing up women in this medium, which is kind of important, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she, she, I, I, I can't think of anyone who would deserve it more than her. She, she does some great work. Nice. Um, all right, well, with that, let's, uh, let's say goodbye for this week, and we will probably be back next week unless we get lazy and forget. Right. Uh, That's <laughs> a strong possibility. It's a strong We're adults. possibility. We can do what we want. Uh, but thanks for listening. Thanks to NCTV for loaning us some um, equipment to do yeah. this. And uh, we're Comics and More coming at you from Comics and More, downtown Northampton, 62 King Street. Is that where we are? Comic books are sold here. This isn't Wait. the auditions for Pippin? Comics? I hate comics. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you storm off. Nerds. Oh, nerds. <laughs> oh. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye.